I have to say, I was very touched as I was coming in and seeing some of our elder members coming into Mass this morning. Those who have lost some of that athleticism that you had at 16 years old. But I have to say, when I saw you coming in, some of you with canes, some of you with strollers, some of you just holding on to the arm of a beloved, the witness that you gave to this community is so beautiful. Because it's cost you more to come here on Sunday mornings, physically. But you witness to us a faith and a love for God that is so beautiful. And I want to thank you for that witness. My father, who's 87 now, I called him one day. I said, Dad, any new aches this week? He said, Son, at my age, everything hurts. And if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't work. So thank you. We now move from St. John the Baptist, the last two Sundays. And now we come to Mary. We come to Mary. And Mary helps us to understand better than anyone else the meaning not only of this season of Advent that culminates in Christmas, but she helps us to understand our own Christian life. Hail Mary, full of grace. Full of grace. What fills your life and my life? What fills our heart? You know the old nursery rhyme or expression? Girls are made with sugar and spice and everything nice, while boys are made of snakes and shells and puppy dog tails. Guys, we always seem to get the short end of the stick. I feel your pain. I feel it. And of course, we have our families. Aren't families wonderful? They're so good at telling it just like it is. My family is not afraid to tell me if I'm full of various things. <laughs> what fills our life? Hail Mary, full of grace. What does it mean to be full of grace? What is grace? Very simply, grace is the pure, undeserved, unearned gift of a relationship with God. And a relationship with God where God is able to breathe by the Holy Spirit His life his love, his light, his goodness and beauty into the heart and the soul of that person. And to be full of grace is to have a soul 
that is completely and entirely open to God, completely available for God, and all is related to God and given over to God. When Adam and Eve were created, it says God breathed into man, I guess into his nostrils, the breath of life. And it said that he became a living soul. The body was filled and united with a living soul. And that soul was filled with God. Adam and Eve were full of grace. They were in this beautiful relationship with God. And then we know what happened. With their no, foreign things foreign to that relationship entered the space that God was meant to fill. Thoughts, desires, attitudes that are foreign to this relationship with God and put obstacles and barriers in the way. So salvation is God coming to overcome, to conquer these foreign invaders that have usurped the throne of God, the space in us that was meant for God alone. And God does this by sending His Son. And God is able to send His Son into the world and to flood the world with His saving love because there was a woman who was completely open to God, completely available for God. And God was able to make His home and dwelling place in her. And here's where she teaches us another lesson on what it means to be a Christian. Mary is the woman of Advent. She's always present there in the shadows, in the background, living a simple Jewish life together with her other relatives, neighbors, and friends. And yet, there within her is growing the Son of God, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, full of Jesus. And in all the things that she's doing in her life, Jesus is growing within her. But the greatest grace is not that she has given to God, as great as this is, a physical body, but that she is becoming more like the Son that she bears in her womb. She is becoming more like Him in His love, His compassion, His meekness and humility. That is a greater grace than the grace to give God a human nature. It is to become more like God. And this is what our life is very simply. 
God is using everything in your life and mine. He is present to everything that we do. And He wants Jesus Christ in us to grow and increase. We are going to receive the gift of the Eucharist in just a moment. And there is nothing that Jesus wants more than for us to become more like Him and to crowd out and get rid of anything foreign to that relationship with Him where everything is given and offered for Him and His will. What in you and what in me needs to become more like Jesus? The Lord has made it very clear to me that He wants to put His thirst, that deep thirst He had for the Father. Look at the Gospels. Whenever Jesus had a free moment, He would go off and find a deserted place in the mountains or down in some little hidden spot. And He loved to just be with the Father. To be in communion with the Father. How much time do I waste, for example, on the internet? You know how many hours we spend on this amazing technology, which can be used for a lot of good, but we also use it to waste time. And God is saying, Be with me. Let your heart thirst more for me than for the things of this world. And so Jesus wants that thirst to grow and increase in my heart so that I do not waste time. Another area, you know that pride in us? It just it, it gets into everything. It wants to be the center of attention. It wants to dominate conversations. It's always opinionated, wants to control other people, wants it to be our way or the highway. Pride, pride, pride. Jesus wants His humility to increase in me, to grow in me. So there's more of Jesus in me than of my self-interest, my self-love, my ego. So what is it in us that needs to be replaced with the life of Jesus? After we receive communion and go back to our pews, just listen to this mantra in your heart. Full of grace. Full of Jesus. This is the greatest gift we can give for Christmas. To give to our families more of Jesus. Amen.